Welcome back everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is Through Lisa's Eyes, One World, Numerous Lives, podcast where I talk to my international friends and we share all kinds of life stories with you and aim to give you an idea of what turns your life can take and what goals you can reach in life if you really go for them. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, do it quickly right now so you don't miss any new episodes. Just head to iTunes or to your favorite podcast provider and just quickly push the subscribe button. And of course, you can always also uh, check out all the other profiles. You can um, always check out more background information for the episodes on my website. Or you can also just head to Instagram to release eyes as well to check out my travels and see what I'm doing in the world. And now let's dive in. I have another really interesting guest with me today. We've basically known each other all our lives <laughs> because our parents are best friends. And so we've got to spend our whole life together, basically. <laughs> and this time I am actually calling her in Germany right now, but she is based somewhere completely different. So welcome, Sarah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> It's really great to be able to talk to you today. So right now I'm calling you in Munich, right? Yeah, nearby Munich in Bavaria, somewhere in the mountains where I belong. Sarah is extremely active I think I've never seen such an active woman so you are actively pursuing mountain biking right I'm in love with all kind of outdoor sports this works so well in mountains I love mountain biking for sure because it's in nature and but I do all other kind of stuff as well climbing trekking, hiking. It's nice to connect with nature, isn't it? Oh, yes. I mean, I always like when I travel, I really like getting out uh, in the nature and just even just walking around and just being able to just listen to the sounds. And yeah, and the beautiful thing is you can actually do it almost everywhere in the world. It's great to hear. So welcome back to Germany. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's almost me welcoming you back. You are based. Uh, let's bring on the surprise. You are not based here because uh, you live abroad, don't you? Yes, I do. Officially Actually, I actually still live in Germany, but it's a case that I spent just so much more of my time in the Indian Himalayas. Ta-da! <laughs> How long has it actually been? 2009, I did my volunteering year in Delhi. Then I came back in 2011 to India, and since 2011, I'm in India, basically. And this is wow. now about nine years, eight years, something like this. Basically with you, um, that's how I always keep joking with you, like the nightmare of every mother became reality. <laughs> I mean, I still remember my mother being like when I took off in 2009 as well, taking off to New Zealand and her being so afraid that I would either fall in love or just doing something else and just stay there in New Zealand and don't come back. This kind of happened to you, didn't it? <laughs> yes, and this is so funny because I think no one of my parents ever assumed that I would stay abroad because I was kind of a home homesick child like mm. whenever we went with my um, class for even only two or three days where we had to stay overnight I was already like crying before and I didn't want to go so my parents were actually happy that I took the step and went abroad and they were even a little bit surprised and obviously this was never even in their imagination that I would not really come back and live so far away from them how did they react so or how did it happen for you so you went over for your voluntary year um, obviously and um, what were you doing uh, when you spent that year over there? I worked in an 
slum area in Delhi mm. and I took care of children and this NGO was responsible to especially support the girls on their way of education because in India it's a case that um, especially girls and women are still disadvantaged. They are not able to go to school. They have to take care of their younger siblings. They don't get any education. So in this NGO we try to keep them at school till 12th class. That's great. Yeah, and in this time obviously we worked hard. Um, I always say we because there was also another volunteer so they always sent two people to one NGO Was it hard to get in? It was not easy so it's from a German government it's a program yeah called Weltwert You didn't have to pay for it did you? No I didn't have to pay anything which was That's great good. but you have to apply for it before and yeah. you have to commit to something and you have to go also to the workshops before and um, mm -hmm. you are in this program so there were the two of us and obviously we worked hard. What was the name again? Weltwärts. Ah, yeah. But then there are so many different NGOs. So basically mm. you apply at a German NGO and these German NGOs send you to NGOs all over the world. And for me it was India. Okay. And the funny thing is I really couldn't decide to which country I wanted to go. For me it was always clear after school I want to go abroad yeah. one year and I want to do something different and I want to see something different. So I really wanted to do this kind of program. But once I started to look around and to decide for a country I really couldn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I also would have been interested to go to South America, but I don't speak Spanish, so this mm -hmm. doesn't work then. So I never decided to India. I always say, like, India shoes me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's a nice thought. And I was just going to ask, because I can assume that it's so hard to choose countries, but it's great to see that um, this is actually an opportunity to go abroad, because um, when I did my world trip, I wanted to do some voluntary work as well. And I was only able to do it through programs where you actually had to pay for. So I actually wanted to do more voluntary work, but I couldn't afford it. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you say. So with this program, it's a case that you have to commit at least for six to 12 months because they're one that we really become a part of the work there, of the people, of the community. And so it was a long-term program and that's why they supported it and they're supporting the cultural exchange and the kind of things so this is why it was for free mm -hmm. um, but we had a long-term commitment and I mean you did so many different things so you couldn't commit for so long that's right yeah yeah absolutely but I really like the expression India chose me especially considering now how it continued <laughs> yeah I was shocked I could have imagined to go to India but actually I got sent to Delhi and yeah. I'm a girl from the village mm. <laughs> from the nature as I said yeah, I mean you, you basically live in the forest <laughs> yes, forest near lake, like in a village <laughs> village school and these kind of things. And suddenly they wanted to send me to one of the biggest cities, most polluted mm -hmm. cities in the world. Complete culture shock. I was really a <laughs> little bit scared before how I'm going to survive because I also need to be active, need to do sports. And I was like, how can this be possible in a city like Delhi where, yeah. there, where it's full of people and so much traffic so much of pollution and I was I guess you had a lot of respect for it didn't you yeah and I was also like okay this is maybe my task I have to do <laughs> yeah but it's great to walk towards that big thing happening in your life with that attitude have you ever been abroad in such a drastic way um no I mean we traveled a lot or we spent vacation with my parents mm -hmm. all over Europe or I went for a 
student exchange to the U.S. I guess this was the biggest thing. I School gave us the opportunity to participate in these student exchange programs. And even if it was just one week Denmark, but I think it helped mm -hmm. me at least to be open to something new and to be exposed and to get out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. even on a much smaller scale, for sure. Yeah. The nice thing about this program is um, they had these 12 days preparation camp before so this okay. helped a lot and that they sent always two people to a program yeah. so I was not alone there in Big Delhi <laughs> there was this other girl with me and it was really really good yeah to share all these new experiences the tasks we had there the difficulties but also the nice times yeah this was important yeah I can imagine it's funny that you're mentioning like starting off with a one week exchange to Denmark because that's actually how it started for me as well <laughs> so I always keep saying like that's when my travel bug bit <laughs> that's when it started and I also had like one week exchange to Sweden though but also Scandinavia mm -hmm. yeah that's also how it started I guess we're pretty similar there because I also always thought I didn't do like the big exchange in 11th grade that's when most people went abroad yes. so I always said once I finish school I really want to go abroad yeah and I always wanted to do this like this mm. big one year thing but I guess I was not ready yet as I said I was also this homesick child very connected to my family so at this point I was not ready but then I really needed to go out into the world after school when you were in Delhi when you arrived there and where were you staying while you were based there yeah this was funny <laughs> <laughs> we stayed you asked there. the right question <laughs> In India, they have something that's called PG, paying guest. Mm -hmm. People offer living space in their own home and then you can stay there. And we lived with a very, very old lady. So we also always called her Nani, which means grandmother in Hindi. So we, I don't even know her actual name. I just know she's Nani. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so we had a, our own room with our own bathroom there. But we were two. It was a tiny room. Even we had a kitchen we could use. Yeah, Actually, everything like from the arrival we had to do everything by ourselves because it was not that we stayed like it was not a guest family or something who also cooked for us and took care of us we were quite by ourselves she still came yeah. down and she told us okay there's a market and here's that there you can do your clothes shopping but still the first day in India and everything is so different like it's yeah. not in India especially now it slowly slowly changes mm -hmm. but 10 years ago it was not the case that you go to the supermarket and you will find everything India also has malls but at this time we were not even aware of it mm. <laughs> we got sent to this market there's one shop for everything so on our first day we needed to try to find bed sheets we needed to try to find food and as I said there are no supermarkets so we didn't really know um, what <laughs> to, to ask cook. so we ended up with our first week for breakfast we, we ate this baby food you know <laughs> so we just had to pour in water this was also a really nice experience so then we took these auto rickshaws they are also called sometimes tuk-tuk first mm. time yeah. we went to we a market tuk -tuk. we bought some clothes material and then we got Indian style clothes tailored from the next tailor so we managed to do this on the first day yeah. and it was huge on the first day wow <laughs> yeah because we had to do it in the NGO it was compulsory that we were also wearing traditional clothes so I that see. we yeah. can fit better in the community 
because these people have never seen foreigners before. Yeah. So for them, it was even like it would have been a too big change if everything was different, including our clothing, and that we could wear the same clothes as them. I mean, there's a reason why they are wearing these clothes in India, right? So mm. we felt also much more comfortable. And Delhi was incredible hot and humid. So if you sweat in these clothes, it doesn't really matter much and mm. you feel more comfortable. Yeah. I had a similar experience when I was in Thailand and teaching at a local school there because obviously I was like the exotic bird being extremely tall and blonde. <laughs> yeah. They've never seen anything like that. I mean, they did have some exchange students before that who helped them out. Then again, I'm not like the average, uh, so I'm still like... A bit taller, a bit yeah. blonder, <laughs> very European. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even I felt like in India that I'm like a size bigger than everyone else and not only yeah. in case of height, in everything, just a bigger human being than these tiny, tiny Indians. So I can yeah. imagine <laughs> that for you it's an even different experience. But also back then we also um, wore traditional clothes. So there was really nice to um, give yourself a feeling to fit in actually and to respect the other culture. That's what I felt like mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. But wow, that's like, that's like a lot of things you did on your first day. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And it's interesting. I still remember. I, I mean, obviously, I don't remember every day of this voluntary year. But yeah, this sure. day, this was intense. We got thrown in the adventure right away. And how were the reactions um, in general? Like or having you say that 10 years ago, it was still way different than it is today. And of course, like being there as an international and like with English as a language, so how did all of that work? India is a very interesting country because you have all kind of classes, obviously mm. also all kind of castes, but this is something different in India. So we live, and it's so interesting, so we lived in a quite rich area, but just maybe 100 meters away, there can be a slum area or there can mm. be a more poor area or you have everything in India and you have lots of people like for example our nani she spoke perfect English okay uh, we were um, just across our, a big park we could go for tennis classes and there were rich children with us they spoke fluent English okay. for example and there were always some foreigners obviously we were these exotic birds everyone noticed us and I think the whole quarter knew that there were now these two German foreigners staying here for a year, you will really experience people stare at you. They don't just do it secretly or something, they do it very open. So if you pass, they will look with very open eyes and they will stare. And mm -hmm. the funny thing is, first of all, I don't even notice this anymore. It still happens. Even in 10 years, nothing has changed about yeah. this. But then I'm anyway, I was always this kind of person. I was always so busy with myself. I mean, walking these Indian streets. Do I have everything with me? Where is this? Where is that? Where do we go actually now? And then in India, you feel it's so man-dominated. So it's actually mm -hmm. the men who are on the streets and who are in the shops and who are doing these outside work. The women are mostly staying inside. Okay. So this was also not so easy at the beginning. I guess it can be a bit intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just feels so much friendlier. Still now, I noticed when I go visit other countries and I'm surprised. Wow. There's this lady selling the vegetables. It's, it gives a yeah. kind of a more natural atmosphere because obviously mm. the world consists of 
of men and women. So there is a better balance, I feel, anyway. I mean, even like, as I said, right now I'm in Germany and my Indian boyfriend is with me. And he also noticed, he always says, wow, these are like ghost cities. Like, especially mm -hmm. both of us, our grandparents, they are based in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. <laughs> and these small towns, they're empty. You don't oh, yeah. see any people <laughs> during the day on the roads. And yeah. India is just, it doesn't matter where you go, whether you're in a village or whether you're in the city, or everyone is outside. There are always people and it's always crowded. So there were some impressions. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, is it his first time with you here in Germany? Yes, yes. And it's very exciting. Yeah. Oh my God, that must be interesting. For both of us, because it's also so yeah. interesting to see it from his perspective. Because me, after the voluntary year, I came back for one year to Germany. And the first time I came back, it was a huge change as well. Mm. Even in our preparation, and they also took care afterwards of us for five days, we went to a camp again, because they said it's also very, very difficult for young people to come back after come back, such a yeah. year and then integrate again. Because then again, everything is different. And we had this one year of experiences of life, and then we come back to our old life. But obviously here things also went on. And people mm. are interested, but then maybe not as much as we expected. Yeah, and things have changed. Like you have changed. I always keep saying when you return from such a big trip, you don't return as the same person. Yeah, of course. So for me, it was a huge change coming back to Germany after the first year. And now it's funny like within the years I can switch so much easily easier between India and Germany like whenever mm -hmm. I go it feels like normal now being both countries and oh, that's nice. so it was interesting after taking him now and to see everything again with new eyes yeah but that's beautiful isn't it I've made similar experiences and it's so beautiful to see the world uh, through someone else's eyes and mm -hmm. through someone from another country because there's so many things you don't even pay attention to and they will really be like really excited about some things that you don't even focus on anymore yeah so the first thing he said was wow this is so beautiful and then he said I don't understand why you chose to live in India if you can live here <laughs> and then I looked around and we were in this garden and yes Germany is a beautiful country now I see it again I really needed the step away I needed to go yeah. out of Germany to be able to see it again because there were reasons obviously why I stayed then in India right mm. but yeah India is a difficult country and you can't close your eyes like even though I love India and My work is it also to take people to India and to experience India. So I organize trips for them. So obviously I'm in favor of this country and the people, but still you can't close your eyes. There are real problems existing, mm -hmm. like the garbage and the overpopulation. Yeah, major problem, yeah. And the situation still with the women going on and the pollution and all this, no nothing is really ready built. So everything is still under construction. Now I can see Germany is beautiful. India is also beautiful in a different perspective maybe <laughs> that's always an expression i use when people ask me so because i was asked so many times so what's your favorite place in the world and then i'm always like um i can't really say and i don't want to really say because i feel every place deserves to be experienced mm -hmm. because every place has its own magic and beauty mm -hmm. so it's it's different to compare places and i guess we always the more we travel and the more we get to experience other places 
we can we are able and you were describing it so beautifully we're able to change our perspective and we're able to appreciate things again that we maybe haven't looked at for a while i agree and especially as a perspective of a traveler i want to explore every part of this world then as you said you can't even say like which is a better place or the worst place but i think there are certain places in the world which suits every individual better for actually lives mm. there so yeah. i would not say i could live everywhere in the world and even i could not live everywhere in india like i wouldn't mm -hmm. want to I live see. again in delhi there's a reason why i live now in the indian himalayas but i could imagine for example now to live again in germany so i think there are certain places which suits us better and some which not yeah i can relate to that so for me i currently live in hamburg and i really defined hamburg as my home place uh, like where my heart feels home oh this is so nice but having it as my base basically so mm -hmm. being like whatever i am able to experience in the world i want to get out there but then still having like hamburg as my little home in between <laughs> i think both of us we are traveling a lot even if i don't get out of india so much but i travel a lot within india but i think it's so important to have a base um, yeah. where you can ground and where you feel happy and where you feel yourself and i mean i've got a tiny apartment for me like turning 30 now and uh, <laughs> a job people are always joking and once i started working they were like yeah so you're gonna get a bigger apartment now right and i was always like no I w why would i i love my apartment mm -hmm. and so it's really like your tiny little comfort cave <laughs> having you mentioned already the work you do now so how did all of that happen so you got back to germany <laughs> yeah because like thinking of you having been to uh, daily and then coming back so how um did all the next steps happen from there how did you even come up with the idea <laughs> yeah it's actually very interesting so i was never really happy during my schooling time primary school was great i had mm -hmm. great friends i played a lot um, lots of freedom but i felt for me that the pressure kept growing and growing and growing and i got more and more unhappy during my schooling in germany mm -hmm. so this is i think also one reason why i really wanted to go and not immediately get to the next pressure like starting university and not even really knowing what my heart wanted to do for the first time for such a long time i really felt happy again in India. We had, obviously, we wow. had so many challenges and, and life was difficult in a different way. Suddenly, I felt I could be myself again and I couldn't, I didn't have the feeling for a long time in Germany. This was me. So I don't want to criticize Germany, but for me, with my personality, there was always a lot, a lot of pressure. Maybe even just coming from myself. I can put, I'm good in pressuring myself, actually. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> I felt like, okay... I always needed to achieve something and even for myself being also quite good in it and so there was always a question okay after school what are you going to do yes yeah, so I gave myself this break in India maybe it was even a mistake that I didn't think at all then about the future what's going to happen after India but I came back to Germany and then obviously I started to think what now <laughs> yeah what now and everyone else who even had the gap year they already applied and they started with university and everything but I didn't have yeah. a clue and I was actually happy to give me again one more year to figure out what I'm going to do now and that's brave because normally like a lot of young people would be pressured by society to yeah. take on the next big step it's so brave if you step out of that and if you just listen to what you need at that moment yeah but I still felt the pressure of society and I think yeah. we have a lot of it in Germany oh yeah we do and people don't understand it like I have friends if we are not 
careful enough, we are easily getting into the cycle of, okay, school, job. As you said, you are 30 and you live in your small apartment, right? And now people are kind of, okay, but now you move on, right? And mm -hmm. <laughs> why don't you build your house? Why are you not marrying and have your two children, like, planned at least? <laughs> So, and, and I feel like there are a lot, it depends on which friend circle you are and in which community it opened up already a lot. It's not necessary that you still need to live this kind of stereotype life. But then there are people who are living this kind of life and from them there are lots of questions and from them I feel mm -hmm. the pressure again. So anyway, I was thinking of studying medicine and I was quite happy with this. Oh yeah, I guess I remember. Yeah, I never started studying medicine, but at least I applied and I did this internship yeah. in a hospital. <laughs> But then that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I already felt in during this internship, wow, that this is again, this lifestyle is not really meant for me. And what I mean by lifestyle is like, I don't know, seven to five o'clock job where you yeah. spend your whole day going somewhere and, and work and then all the energy just were drained out of me and I had no energy for my actual life anymore. I loved the work I did there. So it was not even about doing work, but just this like going out early morning and mm -hmm. being there the whole day. And I felt like I didn't get any connection to myself. So I had a hard time and still I applied. I ignored it. Like sometimes I don't know whether you know this feeling, but I mean, what can we do about it? We, we have to do it, right? Yeah, and us as humans, we are so good at pushing these thoughts away. Mm -hmm. It's such a brave step if you acknowledge what you're thinking, because pushing it away is so easy and then having the pressure of society. I feel it's also really dangerous for young people to get sucked in by that because everyone's asking, everyone's expecting something and then eventually you end up doing something that you might not even want to do yeah actually i think in our society we unlearn to really hear to ourselves to hear yeah. to our special needs because so many things we think are just okay they have to be like this we have to do it we don't have a choice mm -hmm. but actually everyone has a choice at this point i didn't listen to myself i still <laughs> but this was just a coincidence or maybe it's not a coincidence maybe it just needed to happen that this friend asked me to go to india for four weeks so we booked a return oh, flight okay. for four weeks just for studying, just for then starting the real life, going to university, studying medicine. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so we went there for holidays. And obviously, because I fell in love during my one year in India, we also had the chance to travel a lot. So we mm -hmm. traveled all over because in India, it's crazy. They have so many holidays. And then we also had vacation. So we had a good amount of free time as well. Oh, at this cool. time, I did my first trek in the Himalayas. So when we traveled back to India for only four weeks I really wanted to do another track in the Himalayas because this is where I felt the most connected to myself I just yeah. loved it to be in nature away from society with a group of people moving like having this kind of exercise but at the same time also this community cooking together just doing actually nothing more than eating sleeping and walking and having this beautiful scenery i wanted mm -hmm. to have this again and this time i went to manali this is a nice mountain village up in the indian himalayas like around 500 kilometers up north from delhi but it takes 14 hours by bus yeah, everything takes a little bit longer time yeah <laughs> yeah i found this agency who was actually pretty new in this business they also just started the summer season with their trekking business i didn't know that 
before, but I could convince also this other friend who was with me. So we both decided to do a trek with the agency. And it was great. It was so good. And again, we made friends with a guy. We had so much fun there during the trek because you have in India, it's not like um, you can trek from village to village or even, as you know, maybe from Nepal, these rest houses or huts. We really have to go with tents and equipment. Yeah, yeah. So we had lots of people along with us, which is actually crazy if you think about it we were only two people and we had a whole team with us consisting of a guide consisting of porters and but it's mm -hmm. actually how it works in india like we could give work to many people in these five days it's mm, interesting yeah so after the trek i still had two weeks left in india i got the news that i didn't actually didn't made it in to study medicine like you have these quota right and we are both born in the year 89 and this was a strong strong year so there were lots of application and I just didn't make it and I was like oh okay no problem <laughs> interesting coincidence I have my six months visa I'm here in this beautiful India I'm really interested in yoga I'm really interested in these tracking they offer here nice yoga teacher trainings yeah. like these one month yoga teacher trainings and um, they offer also a one month mountaineering course so then already two months yeah I know how I can spend my time here much better than flying back to Germany and doing nothing now and then i can anyway no. apply again so you just stayed yeah i just stayed and this was crazy oh, this is cool i think this was the most important step ever in my life i must yeah. admit there was also like this tracking guide who was with us and yeah i kind of i had a crush on him and i thought yeah. and we had a thing so it made it actually easier to stay right <laughs> another reason <laughs> I, why should i leave him now so i stayed and it was one of the most important decisions as i said because actually i realized how important it was for my father so for the first time I realized oh maybe this was actually not what I wanted but mm. I just kind of overtook what my father always wanted me to do and he yeah. never wanted this for me in a bad way he thought it's the best for me or sometimes we even just assume because mm -hmm. we see other people um, living their life in a certain way we are just triggered by that or influenced yeah. by that in a way yeah. I'm so much connected to my parents still I am we have a really good relationship so I kind of overtook what he always wanted to do himself and what he then wanted me to do because we had this distance. I was in India and he was in Germany and he try, still tried to convince me coming back because actually I got in after. I don't know ah, how to call okay. it in English. Yeah, like waiting list and then yeah, you made it. Yeah, yeah, I made my decision. Now. That was too late already. <laughs> yeah, I suddenly noticed how happy I was just yeah. that I made the decision. Suddenly I really knew for the first time in my life what I really wanted to do. I That's wanted beautiful. to stay there and I had, it was not like I just wanted to stay and have a hippie life. Like I had a good plan. I wanted to even start keep educating myself it was hard and obviously it was also hard for me to feel that my father was really unhappy with this but because we had this distance of so many thousands of kilometers it was again easier yeah I stayed then for the six months and I did my yoga teacher training I did my mountaineering course both were great great experiences and I met yeah. great people but I also spent in this six months quite a bit of time in this mountain village in winter which was crazy because wow. there's only tourist season for six months 
months in the summertime. And then it's basically empty and it was only me and the locals there. And there was so much snowfall. And then there was sometimes these long electricity cut or the water pipes got frozen. And so life was really challenging and very, very basic. Suddenly you really realize here we can always occupy ourselves, right? Especially mm -hmm. nowadays with these smartphones, every time we just can distract ourselves with something. Yeah. Suddenly there was actually nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> time got really long so I started getting into the work of the travel agency who organized the track for us so we oh, great, yeah. I was in relationship still with this owner with a man and then I got into it and I just helped them out and um, without actually any real qualification but mm. even if we from Germany don't have a bachelor in tourism still I have a better idea how to do things because yeah. we are just exposed in Germany to so much to all these things like I have seen travel agencies before and I guess also from our culture so like Germans obviously were known to be very organized and efficient mm -hmm. so that's obviously something by nature that already helps you <laughs> even many people might criticize the school system we have in Germany and mm -hmm. even I was not the happiest person being in the system at this time but we have a really really good school education we get a real knowledge kind of we know how to work out things after a schooling of 10 or 12 13 years I had much better ideas than them and I started to do things I wrote down programs I get, got in contact with other people for them I put my, made a marketing strategy and the great thing is they just let me do anything I wanted I really could oh, try cool. out my thing like it would have been never possible in any German travel agency or with oh, any yeah. German tour operator because obviously I would have been no one there right and there yeah. I just could do anything and I could try it out in a reality I had an idea, they let me do it, and I could see immediately how it would work or not. I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta apply your knowledge and use your brain. I mean, obviously, going through university or going through an apprenticeship, you are gaining knowledge and you're oh, yeah. learning methods that are really essential and valuable. But I also feel the most amazing thing that you learn is methodology yeah. and just analytical skills. So that's the main thing that you apply later on. Yeah, and this is and really important. Wow, so, so that's how it started but uh, you took it one step further, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a process. Do you know this feeling like sometimes you try to push something really hard like an idea and then it doesn't work out and other things are yeah, just going so easy and smoothly? Mm -hmm. I was in a flow. I went back after the six months. I went back to Germany. Ah, but oh, I still wanted to go back. So I figured out that I could study also tourism in India. I managed to get back to India on then a student visa. Oh, great. Yes. I studied tourism then in India. It was a little bit, it was not like these three years bachelor thing. It was a little bit something else, but at least I had an excuse for myself and for everyone else to go back to India. <laughs> and to keep working with this NGO. And this was yeah. such a cool time. I think I did this for two, three years. I actually stayed with this NGO. And in India, it is like if you have found a friend in India, you are like family. They would do anything oh, for you. Beautiful. So I was really with these people and they organized tracks, right? Tracks is what I loved or tracking mm -hmm. is what I love. So I went continuously. I went from nonstop back to back, one track after another. So I really got to know this area so well like the Indian Himalayas because they also developed obviously so they started with mountain biking tours and with climbing expeditions so climbing expeditions
position is even not only doing trekking but actually climbing with equipment okay, peaks yeah. and slowly slowly they developed I developed I went with them on these programs and yeah after finishing this studies in tourism obviously I needed to go a step further mm. so I mean, there was no question. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I couldn't live this life forever. Even they took care of me, but I wanted to stay on my own feet and do my own thing. So I founded in 2014 then my own travel company. Yeah. It's a German-based company. I was really young still. I think I was 24 when I did this. Wow. Wow. We are having my own business. So in Germany, they have also really great support if you're so young. Um, so I did this with a program where they supported me on my step into being self-employed oh, that's great yeah the state offers a lot of, of mm -hmm. funding there right yeah and so i got free coaching for this and and i'm still in contact with these guys this is actually yeah. something so great if you want to do your own thing i unfortunately i forgot the name well it's so amazing congrats again i mean obviously it's been a couple of years now but <laughs> it's such an amazing stuff yeah and again not everyone in my surroundings supported this because it's a really unsafe thing yeah sure <laughs> Starting your own business at the age of in 24, <laughs> offering tours in India. And I mean, you offer individual travels, so you offer individual tours, which I find amazing because I guess that's the best uh, way to experience India. Yeah, I, it's all kind of things. 90% is still individual, but obviously there are lots of um, single travelers who also look for groups. I have now also group trips, but this is on a smaller scale, but also important for travelers and also very nice for me. Obviously, if you have a group of 10, you can make a bigger margin than if you have um, two single travelers. Of course, But yeah. the nice thing in India is because it's a comparable, inexpensive country, you still can offer people, guests or tourists, a good price for two or three weeks trips, even if it's a private tour. So this yeah. is a nice thing. And India is such a difficult country to travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great to have someone by your side. <laughs> I feel like I really do also a good job if I offer trips in India because it's not an easy thing to organize and it's neither an easy thing to organize forehand but also mm. not to do it actually because in India so many things can just go wrong. The Indians yeah. are really really <laughs> nice people but they don't take things always 100% or no. very serious <laughs> and they can forget things. Yeah then obviously also doing the Himalaya tour like there are a, little, a lot of dangers on the way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for me it all started with the Himalaya tours. Trekking, mountain biking these kind of things. But then it developed as a yoga teacher I also offer yoga trips now. Yeah you integrated that now didn't you? Mm -hmm. And cool. I offer yeah. trips now all over India. Oh, okay. Obviously, I also travel India. Or I traveled India by myself, and India has def different seasons and or different areas to go in different times of the year. I have really, really good connections now all over India. So I offer lots of things from cultural backpacker trips because my heart is still connected very much to backpackers. This is how it yeah. started for me as well. But then even also to individual tours where guests have time for three weeks. No one really comes only to India to do a trek. Some hardcore people do they know wow India has a huge Himalaya and it's still not as touristy mm -hmm. as maybe in Nepal so we can do their great two weeks trekking some people do this yeah. but many people say no we want to include maybe a three days trek but we also want to see um, Rajasthan and the desert area and then maybe spend four or five days in Kerala at the beach and seeing the backwaters and the tea plantations spice farms and this kind of mm -hmm. thing India has a whole lot to offer <laughs> I'm still a bit sad 
that I didn't join you guys when uh, our parents came over. This was such a funny trip. Yeah. I think back to it so many times. Also, it's actually interesting that we did the mountain bike tour from Manali to Levesem because now I realize <laughs> that I mostly have real cyclists coming for this hardcore tour. And I mean, <laughs> our parents are not like this, right? They are, they are fit people and they, they enjoy sports. <laughs> But this is actually something which really hardcore cyclists are doing. And okay. our parents did it. And it was a... Oh, badass parents. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy tour. Your father, I have, I made an, um, a video with going up the passes. Like these are four, five thousand meter passes, right? And your father is also a, quite a big, big man. He needs so much more oxygen to make the blood flow in his body then. And you only could hear him breathing very happy. <laughs> how he did it it was incredible yeah but anyway Lisa I always tell everyone India is not going anywhere and obviously it changes like every place is changing and in some ways in a good way in other ways in a bad way but obviously you're always welcome to India oh my god I'm absolutely gonna come um, I know you are coming this is a definite promise <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I'm very sad still. I missed out on that trip, but it's definitely on my list. And of course, having you there, it's amazing and it will be amazing to travel there and to see you and do a trip with you. Mm, yeah, you need to stay with us for sure. And I've also like really um, gotten into, I'm, I'm not that good at yoga, but I've really gotten into uh, meditation. So um, it, it'll be nice to apply all of that in a different culture and in a surrounding that is like really yeah natural for it, basically. Yeah, you can't really be bad in yoga unless you are not focused. So if you are saying mm. you are doing already meditation, then you are doing actually yoga. So this is kind of okay. the <laughs> final destination of yoga to be able to sit in meditation. So as long as you are not connected to your body and mind doing these postures, this is not yoga anyway. So you can't be bad in yoga. Everyone yeah. can be good in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel it's like uh, meditation and all these practices are really vital things to connect to yourself. And I guess we often lo lose focus and it's such a hard practice to, and like a continuous practice that you have to apply to be able to really stay connected to yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had all these difficulties right in Germany mm -hmm. and I think all of us have these times in life or these moments in life where we are not maybe the happiest person or whatever. So it's actually awesome that I found a place. I mean, India is the birthplace of yoga, right? And yoga mm -hmm. is such a strong practice to be connected to yourself and to work with yourself. So here I am in India <laughs> practicing yoga and at the same time having these nature and the mountains and my trips. I love traveling. Before when people asked me and I was a teenager and they asked me what I wanted to do, I said mm, it should be something with activity and with traveling and this is yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing right now that's beautiful I think India has one of the best food options especially if you're also like vegetarian food wow we just realized it two nights ago we cooked for a couple of friends obviously whenever I'm in Germany I also like German food a lot I'm still a yeah. German I like our <laughs> German bread I like cheese and these kind of things oh, but then we cooked this Indian food and I was like okay here oh, we are it's, yeah. it's still great and this is an important part as well you as especially in traveling like food and eating and the people are in india are awesome and then there are lots of difficult things in india as well yeah i guess we could uh, go on for hours like there's so many things you can talk about mm -hmm. i feel with food uh, for me it's as well like i um kind of stopped eating meat and uh, stopped consuming dairy so I really enjoy getting into this healthy food and really like getting nutritious value from good nutrient food 
Mm, yeah, this makes us so much healthier in so many ways. It does. Like, honestly, I started at the beginning of the year being really strict about this, and I haven't been sick a single day, mm. knock on wood. <laughs> wow, that's so great. Yeah, it's an interesting development. And yeah. I think even mentally, probably, you feel much better, much more healthier, probably. and much more clear. Yeah. So, just for people to be able to connect with you, so what's your company called? Haha, <laughs> it's called Chalo Reisen. Chalo is a Hindi word, C H A L O. It means let's go. And once you're in India, oh, you will ju just hear it all <laughs> the chalo, time. Chalo, chalo, chalo. <laughs> because otherwise there's no chalo in India. People can sit for quite a while. <laughs> um, but there's lots of chalo. So let's go. Let's go to India. Um, Reisen, you know, it's a German word yeah, for travel. traveling. Yeah. For everyone who wants to check it out, the link to the website and to the profile will be in the show notes. So you directly check it out from there. Well, yeah, it'll be so great. It's so great. I mean, I already talked to some friends about your company and everyone's so uh, interested about it because people obviously, when they think about India, they find it really amazing if they have a service like this mm. and if they can experience it from an uh, individual point of view, but still have some guidance. Yeah. And this is exactly what I do. And I get yeah. so many inquiries, especially from single female travelers who are so interested to India, but due to um, media and everything and what you can hear from India. And things are also true. It's not like that, as I said, everything is good in India. But so it's always good to have a helping hand, I think. Yeah, it's interesting having you mentioned that because um, that's also things that I heard, like as a solo traveler woman traveling India, is it actually safe or um, how do you actually do it? Um, but I've heard different opinions. <laughs> it's important to not close your eyes from this and to be aware yeah. that it can be a factor. I mean, see, India consists of one... 2.2 billion people mm. so especially in these areas where education didn't happen so much there's mm. still some narrow-minded people who take women from a different perspective and this is not only the case like this as um female travelers from abroad also big problem for female indian women even a bigger problem in some yeah. certain areas and it already changes and i have so many indian male friends they are so embarrassed of this that this happens oh, interesting. And very protective it's not like that you walk around in india and you think oh god everyone is now going to rape me it's actually the opposite you will have a yeah. opposite feeling you have to be still um, i guess you gotta be aware yeah, yeah. be aware aware a good way and also aware in your travel planning like don't be anywhere alone at night obviously yeah i mean like when you're solo traveling there's uh, obviously certain things you always apply mm -hmm. so for me it's also when i'm walking the streets I'm, i'm traveling by myself i'm normally like i'm this extremely positive person i'm like really chipper all the time talking to everyone smiling mm -hmm. at everyone mm -hmm. And I do as often as I can while I'm traveling, but let's say I'm walking the street and there's a lot of men around, I would be like very straightforward, very ignorant. And I guess there's like some self-protection mechanisms yeah. you should apply always where, wherever yeah. you are. On the you road. need to be very self-confident for sure. Oh, wow. This has been such a great talk. Towards the end of the episode, I always um, ask if you um, had to think of like this one mantra you go through life with that has really kept you pushing like this lesson that's always in your heart. What would that be for you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go with the flow. Let it happen and then it will come to something good. I mean, you described it beautifully that uh, how natural things felt and 
Mm-hmm. Don't push. I mean, sometimes it's also very important to work hard for it. And I worked hard for whatever I do. But at the same time, it still felt right and easy. And it's it's a hard practice. It's something you gotta practice all your life, basically, and continuously practice to be able to listen to that voice. It's so hard because there's so many factors influencing that and there's so many factors um, redirecting your focus and for you to not be able to listen to it. So it's beautiful that you did. It's beautiful that you did. I'm so, honestly, I'm I'm so excited about your lifestyle. Um, I'm really excited to get to India. I really want to use this opportunity to um, tell you how incredible I think your your plan <laughs> has worked out and how incredible it was that you um, took on this path and that you were brave enough to uh, listen to that voice and it's amazing what you build up for yourself and I'm really happy you get to experience that lifestyle and that you get to live your passion and it's amazing seeing you live your life like that. Thank you. <laughs> Same from my side. I think everyone is doing incredible on her uh, his own way, right? And everyone has kind of a different way to do it, obviously. Otherwise, it would be boring. And not every way is the right way for everyone. Thank you. I think what we can share is this drive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel this drive really influences people and this drive is really able to catch people. Yeah, true. So thank you so much for this. This has been so nice. Um, really exciting to talk to you again. I mean, it has been ages that yeah, we actually talked to Yeah, finally we managed. Yeah, we spent some time in our childhood and I think yeah. we met like three or four years ago again. We're more connected through our parents that we've actually seen each other. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I always know what's going on in your and life. Obviously, we, we need to change this for sure. It's yeah, a little bit a pity that we couldn't manage now to see each other, but at least the thing yeah. worked out. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, I hope you liked the episode. If you did, um, I would appreciate if you quickly leave it a like or leave it a comment or even share it with your friends or share it with people that could benefit from this episode or even go to India on some travels for yourself. And if you want to read more about this episode, just quickly head to the website through thesesis.com slash podcast and you can see um, the episode and the show notes there so you can find all the links there and all the background information. And of course, you can also check out uh, my Instagram profile through Lisa's Eyes and check out more stories there. So thanks for tuning in and thanks, Sarah, for joining me. <laughs> Thank you. This has been you. amazing. And wishing you all the best of luck and I hope you get to enjoy your last time in Germany now and get back safely to India then. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>